Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show. Your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We cover it all. NFL, NBA. MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time for Rollin' Eagles Basketball Pre-Game Show. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we move into our Seventh season of covering Raleigh Eagles Varsity Basketball here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Our sixth with our guest for today as he took over from Stan Blackman back in the day. Again, five years ago, this is our sixth year uh, with head coach, but five years ago before this, Jason Bush took over for a guy that really he had a lot of shoes to fill re- regarding Stan Blackman. Uh, so, and he has done a really, really good job over the years. And uh, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk with the head coach of the Raleigh Eagles varsity basketball team, that being Jason Bush. And we're going to talk about a lot of things here in this interview as we did this interview actually for the football playoffs. And we have some technical difficulties getting that interview up and in the uh, the actual um, board for us to play it so uh, we had some technical difficulties there so I decided I'd go ahead this will be the only really pregame show that we will have freestanding um, a lot of times for the rest of the season what we're going to do is we will have the pregame show one hour before tip off so just so that you know this will be the first and only freestanding pregame show that I put out there before the games that happen uh, earlier in the day but I wanted this one to get out so you had a little opportunity to listen in to coach and get his ideas about his team of today his teams of the past and what he's expecting for the future for his uh, basketball team that having been said that's what we're going to do we're going to jump in listen here in the pregame show of your Raleigh Eagles varsity basketball team it is the head coach of the 2018-2019 season Jason Bush And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show and the pregame show of your Rowland Eagles as they make their way through the playoffs. Now, as soon as the playoffs are done for the Eagles and their football, regardless how far they go, we're gonna actually going to already jump into basketball. I'm going to try to get into some of these November games that are coming for the Rowland Eagles varsity basketball team. And I got on the guy... That's been there now. This is going into his sixth season. Last year, got his 100th victory, uh, taking over a program from Stan Blackman and just continuing on with the success that he had. I have on the head coach of your Raleigh Eagles, Jason Bush. How are you doing, Jason? 
Hey, Sonny, how's everything, man? I appreciate you having me. Alan, no, thanks for taking a few minutes and talking a little bit about what's going on as we are here in the halftime show. And again, you, I mean, it, it just seems like basketball is starting earlier and earlier as it looks like you're going to start. Already, you've already started as, uh, on the fourth. Um, you, you had a game against Wiley East, and then um, you're going to kick it off again against Horn over at Horn November 13th as well. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it, it can't come quick enough for me. If if we could go uh, year round, I would definitely go year round. That's how much uh, that's how much you fall in love with the game. But no, we're uh, we're looking forward to uh, you know another year and and another successful year at that. And uh, uh, yeah, right about now is the is the time of year where we get it all ramped up. So we're excited about that. And these out of district games that are always so always oh so important, I think, as you already kind of know what you're going to be getting when you go into district, which that usually kicks in at the end of December uh, when you start hitting those district games. But these out of district games are really important because of where they would be going in the playoffs. I mean, this is a great warm up and getting an idea on how they your team to play outside of your own district when you take on other districts. Absolutely. You know, you're absolutely right at that. You know, we take every Tuesday and Friday night as a, as a challenge. We want to be playing our best basketball by the time district rolls around. And in order to do that, you have to have a challenging schedule. And we, we felt that throughout the years, we, we played a pretty challenging schedule. And this year is not any different. You know, we'll be going, uh, we'll be returning a lot of, uh, 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 of home games to, to different teams who, who played us at home last year. And so, you know, we're looking forward to going out into the road for most of uh, November and December and uh, uh, looking to get better every single week. And speaking of the road, uh, the Highland Park Scott uh, Classic, uh, you're a part of. This is, I, I think, the first year that I've seen you in this tournament, unless say I've been so busy I missed this. Uh, uh, let people know a little bit about this tournament as that kicks off on November 15th, just two days after you play Horn at Mesquite. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's actually our second year uh, in a row going to the Scott Classic, and we're the defending champions, so we have a lot of pride in going over there and, uh, and claiming that title again. Uh, Coach David Peeler at Highland Park is one of my closest friends and one of, my, one of the mentors that I look up to. And uh, when, when, when a position came open that we could uh, uh, fill one of those slots at his tournament, it's a, it's a, it's a really good uh, tournament. It's, it's run uh, in a professional manner. And our, and our guys feel like we get some really good competition there. And uh, like I said, we fared well last year. We were 4-0, and, and uh, uh, that's where we beat Midlothian uh, when they were state ranked. And so it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those tournaments that, that really, really, uh, you can jump in it really early and, and test the waters a little bit and see, uh, see how you're going to fare. So we really enjoy that three days over there at Highland Park High School. And uh, like I said, good competition. Uh, we feel like it's good players uh, on every team. And so we'll go over there and try to defend our title. So when you go over in this type of uh, tournament, you're looking at multi-games per day sometimes as well? Or is this just one game one day? Uh, or how does that work out as far as the, that is concerned? Uh, you know, it's probably one game on Thursday, one game on Friday. And then depending on how those games go, uh, you're going to have your semifinals and your uh, your finals on uh, on Saturday, and so uh, like I said, it's a it's a good gauge, it's a good measure of, of where you are as a team uh, early in the season, and and we like to jump in it and, and get as many games as we can as we can that opening weekend, 
just so we can try out some different things, try out some different units, try out some different uh, 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 plays, set plays, defenses, things like that, just to see where we're comfortable with uh, going into the to the media part of our schedule. Now, I, I clicked over on Max Preps. I know uh, there's some other places that do it, but but mostly Max Preps is the only place I kind of got to look at the roster that's coming in. We got some new guys that are join, joining Carson uh, Loya as well as Jaden Clark, Cameron Ingram, and uh, some of the uh, guys that uh, had success like Chuck Ugu as well. Let people know a little bit about some of who will be uh, joining this varsity squad that have made their way from the junior varsity into varsity. Yeah, you know, we're very fortunate to have uh, Chuku and, and, and Jaden and Will coming back. Uh, you know, we're fortunate to, to, to have that senior leadership uh, between Carson and Chuku. Uh, you know, and we've got some guys that we're going to ask a lot of them uh, that are coming over from that junior varsity team, so Torian Harris and Xavier Henderson, uh, as well as KJ Weatherspoon and uh, uh, Elijah San Juan. You know, those are guys that played huge minutes for uh, the district champion JV team last year. And so uh, those guys are going to get thrown in the fire pretty quick. They already have been thrown in the fire, and they've responded well. And so, you know, when you've got a, a group of guys like that, a collection of young men like that who, who just like to be coached and, and, and like to give their, their all uh, every second on the floor, it, it, it's truly, uh, uh, you know, something to, to take pride in, and that's something definitely that I do. Yeah, 17-7 overall, 11-1 in district, district championships there, or champions up there on that JV area. What is the main goal here? I mean, uh, what is the most important thing that you've got to teach a, a kid that's making their way from the JV into the varsity squad, especially this year when there's so much room for more time compared to in the years past? You had a lot of juniors, you had a lot of seniors, but this this year, not returning as many uh, seniors this year uh, from the juniors uh, from last year. W- what is probably the most important task that you've got to teach those young ca- kids as they move up into the varsity squad? Well, you know, that, that's a great question. That's something we go back and forth with all the time. I think the main thing is, is teaching these guys how to work. Very, very proud of uh, Coach Huckabee and Coach McKee at those at those lower levels. Uh, not only are they successful, but they're teaching the game the right way. So when they come to me, uh, it's just a matter of sustaining that work. Uh, and, you know, that work's going to go against uh, guys that are that are better basketball players, that are older basketball players, that are more experienced basketball players. And so uh, you just want to continue that tradition and that culture of, of, of grinding out the work each and every day when it, when it might not be fun, you know, in the middle of November or the middle of December where you felt like you practiced uh, you know, for, for months and months at a time and it's, and it's getting monotonous, it's getting repetitive. But, uh, you know, teaching these guys how to work, teaching these guys how to take pride in their game uh, is something that we do at every level. And, and that doesn't change once they come up from junior varsity uh, through the varsity ranks. So we want to maintain that and, and, and we want to we have fun. We want to have fun. I love this game of basketball. These, these guys, they love the game of basketball. They allow me to coach them. They allow me to, uh, uh, to coach them hard. And, and, and so we, we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're doing it the right way. And to me, the right way is winning. And, of course, winning is fun. Everybody loves that. Everybody enjoys that. And so we just want to make sure that we're, we're doing everything the right way. Talk a little bit about the program as you are the, the varsity head coach. What is your role on the junior varsity and the freshman squad? Uh, do you have a lot of input as far as what's going on? Or are you letting your coaches go ahead and coach what's up and you're just 
you know, taking a step back and looking at it at, you know, kind of like a third party. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, I love the staff that I have, you know, with, with, with our sub-varsity coaches and, uh, and Coach Jackson as our varsity assistant coach. You know, I, I love the input that they have at, at all the levels. You know, there, there's there's a little bit of trust. Coach Huckabee, ninth grade level, he's, he's been here for six years with me. Uh, you know, so yep. I've never known another ninth grade coach besides Coach Huckabee. So I, I trust him explicitly, and, and he does a great job, and he, he attempts to mold these young men in the, in the ways they need to be in order to, to play uh, for me on the varsity one day. And so I, I trust him completely uh, with everything that he does. Coach McKee, the same way. You know, he's been, been with me four years now, and, and uh, you know, he does a tremendous job. I mean, you can't uh, you, know, you can't say too many bad things when they're the district champions. He's had, he's had multiple district championships. And so, uh, you know, we, we all we all come together and we try to figure out what's the best way for, for this group to uh, uh, to go on throughout the season, what's the best way for this group to go on the season, and what's the best way for the varsity to go, go through the season. And, and uh, it, it's good basketball talk. And, and I, I think if you're having those conversations as a staff on what's the best thing to do, what's the right thing to do, then, then you're not going to fail. Uh, you're not going to fail these kids, and you're not going to fail their parents. You're going to uh, uh, turn them into uh, not only a productive member of society, first and foremost, but uh, but a kid who, who, who works hard and loves the game and wants to get better uh, every, every step. And so, you know, we, we, we trust our, our sub-varsity coaches to make a lot of decisions, and, and they've proven over time, Sonny, that they, uh, you know, that they can get the job done. And so I'm very, very proud of them. Absolutely. Yeah, especially last year and the year before that. If I'm not mistaken, they were district champions the year before that as well. So uh, in two years of doing that, yeah, am I correct? I think it was two years in a row that they've won uh, on the JV level in district, correct? That is that is correct. We're two-time defending uh, JV champions. That's something that we take pride in because those, like you said, those are the guys that are going to represent the varsity uh, in the very near future, if, if not the next year, uh, you know, when, when, when the season's over. And so we take, we take great pride in that. And, and both Coach Jackson and Coach McKee at that level have done a tremendous job. And so, uh, you know, uh, hats off to them. And I'm so, so happy that they're on my staff. And, uh, you know, it, it makes coming to work each day uh, uh, pretty awesome, definitely. We are talking to the head coach of the Rowland Eagles varsity football basketball team, Jason Bush, as we are here in the playoffs for the Rowland Eagles. Now, my my co-host sent me a uh, an article, and I read the article. It was quite interesting. And, folks, I did not let Jason know about this question before I was going to ask, but the NCAA right now are making changes to the high school basketball recruiting program, and some players that could be allowed to have agents some can't, I guess. Um, but I didn't fully understand the article on who could have an agent, who couldn't have an agent. Let us know a little bit about that new NCAA rule. I don't know. I, and you may not even know what I'm speaking of. I bet you you probably do so. Well, you know, you know lucky for me, I, I only have to deal with the, the amateur aspect of, uh, of high school basketball. So those guys that Ninth, tenth, eleventh, and uh, and twelfth graders. You know, I, I'm well versed in all our uh, all our do's and don'ts on that. You know, and, and the NCAA is attempting every year to do the right thing uh, with some of these uh, some of these athletes and some of these gentlemen who, who just don't want to go to college. So I think we're to a point right now where we'll see an increase in 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 those young men uh, graduating from high school because that's first and foremost, and then and then taking it to the to. Uh, the next level without going to uh, without going through the NCAA, and so once 
once those guys that have gone through the NCAA program, you know, they're still considered amateurs, uh, you know, and, and, and they're treated they're treated as amateurs. And I think what what the NCAA is attempting to do is uh, to dissuade, uh, you know, uh, some of these young men who are better basketball players from joining a, a, a European league or an overseas league or, or one of these leagues that have just popped up uh, here in the and, and attempting to say, hey, you know, you can come to college. Here you go, come to college, play for this team. If you want to put your name in for a draft, you put your name for. If you want to sign with an agent, you know, you know that's. And so, uh, you know, it, it can get convoluted, and I'm sure there's going to be people that abuse that at, at a certain level. But uh, you know, it, it, and it's definitely hard to stand, hard to understand what the NCAA is attempting to do uh, some of the time. But but with me, you know, it's simple. I I, I keep I keep uh, the. The players, all my players, whatever, ninth through 12th grade, I keep their best interest in mind. So we, we, we toe the line in terms of uh, making sure they stay eligible, and we toe the line in terms of making sure that, that we're doing everything that we need to be doing uh, to, to make them eligible at that next level. And that's the most important thing is eligibility as far as what a team, you know, what a player can and cannot do and things of that sort. And obviously that being the important thing. Now, uh, we just, you know, went through a uh, season just this past season. This uh, upcoming season is our sixth season, our seventh season that we'll be calling basketball here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and our sixth with you. And uh, let us know a little bit about maybe some of the players that that did play for you that have made their way. Of course, uh, you, you had uh, JJ Murray. Uh, I saw actually saw him in action as he uh, uh, went right here in some of the junior college areas as well as he played over there. Uh, where where are some of your players at, and how are they doing? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned JJ. JJ is now uh, with the North Texas basketball program. Uh, Coach Grant McCaslin uh, has him on the team over there in North Texas, and so I was able to go this summer and, and watch him practice. And, and 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 you know he loves JJ just like I love JJ, and so uh, you know uh, he he's doing great out there. And hopefully, hopefully his presence on that team will, will make them better, and hopefully he'll be able to 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 show uh, that conference you know what I've already known about. JJ today. He's a great, great young man, excellent young man, uh, but a hard-nosed player. You know, we've got him. We've got Michael Kalawali at Lamar. He'll be uh, fully yep. eligible after transferring from UIC, and so he'll be ready to go here in the next week or two as they start their season. And heard nothing but uh, uh, a good things coming out of uh, coming out of uh, his camp. Uh, Oliver Powell was elected captain at Louisiana Tech for the 2018-2019 season. That's a great honor, and Fantastic. I'm truly proud. And that is fantastic, and so that's just a testament of what kind of uh, what kind of uh, team they're going to have if, if Oliver is one of those guys who who's leading them. And, and so I, I wouldn't pick anybody else uh, uh, to lead a group of men than, than Oliver. So we're looking good. Uh, Adol Murray is uh, doing really well. Uh, he he's he's just barely scratching the surface of what he can do over there at uh, West Texas A&M in Canyon. And uh, you know he he's he's had a couple scrimmages. And he's done very well, and so we're we're looking forward to seeing how he progresses throughout the year, and and uh, and just just hearing some positive things about him. Braden Bell is at Ranger Junior College under Billy Gillespie, and and uh, yeah, to kick it off, and uh, you know he's just I, I I couldn't be prouder of Braden, and I couldn't be prouder of of, of the route that he's chosen to take, uh, and 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 
you know, make his way through through the junior college ranks at a, at a very good school and, and attempt to uh, uh, to get a to get a major Division One scholarship. And so that that takes a lot of guts. That takes a lot of determination. And very very proud of him in terms of that. So uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got several guys that are representing lead hoops uh, very very well. So I, I couldn't be prouder. Now, I'm going to hop back for the agent story just really quick because it just popped into my mind as as Jeffrey Carroll, uh, he was on the squad before you joined. He was uh, part of Stan Blackman's. He made his way over to the uh, the G League, which is the developmental league for the NBA, uh, playing for the Los Angeles Lakers over there. It, it, that that agent, as far as that's concerned, will that help the G League, or do you expect another level of the G League to actually happen because of maybe some of the new rules that are coming from the NCAA and maybe being able to uh, have some of the kids be able to at least get some work in uh, with some, you know, really high-quality basketball squads maybe on maybe a different level on the on the G League, you think? Or are we just going to keep it and probably have the developmental on the G League? Well, you know, that, that's a great question. And uh, there's going to be tons of guys that are going to be in that G League with Jeffrey this year who, who can play, who can flat-out just play. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it's going to be a matter of uh, – you know, it's going to be a matter of timing. It's always a matter of timing. So he's representing his team that's affiliated with the Lakers. Uh, you know, it's going to be a matter of timing. Is there going to be an injury? Is there going to be a guy uh, who's going to exactly. have, uh, you know, con- con- contract issues? Is there going to be a guy who's, you know, is there going to be a coaching change? Is there going to be, you know, there's tons of different things that can happen. Uh, and it's all about timing, really. Uh, you know, and, it, and, is, and is Jeffrey going to be, uh, ready to go when his number gets called. You know, is he is he going to have an injury? Is he going to have a uh, uh, a contractor money dispute? You know, it's just it's just a matter of uh, timing for a lot of those guys. It's going to be very very competitive in that G League, and there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be tons of guys who can just flat out play, and they're all still chasing that dream that all of us have dreamed about since we were three, four, five, six years old. Is that to play in the NBA? And so I, I know Jeffrey is. Is, is is excited about his challenge and I know Jeffrey's gonna rise to the occasion and uh, and we'll, we'll definitely be watching him on TV here uh, here in the near future absolutely I watch I, I'm, I'm a I'm a fanatic of the G League of the developmental league it was called the D League before Gatorade sponsored it out and they changed the name yeah. so I mean I made yeah. my way over to Frisco all the time just to, you know just because I'm a minor league sports guy anyway it's my favorite. I mean sure. and it's, you yeah. know but that that whole situation do you expect maybe another level of the G League to work be developed because of this type of program that's coming from the NCAA or do you think it would just be that one level you know I, I you know to be honest I hadn't really given it too much thought I could see one level I could see one level working you know if they if the NBA has has put all its eggs in terms of a basket in terms of the in, into the G League then, then I don't see I don't see the need for for, for creating a another level. You're gonna get you're gonna get guys that are gonna have, create a good product for you know whatever team that they're playing for. You're gonna get guys who are gonna still have the NBA dream. So you know the G League is gonna be one of those opportunities to to sell tickets uh, to watch some really good basketball and and to watch Definitely. some guys chase the dream. And so uh, you know while, while they're chasing the dream. Uh, you know, they'll they'll get better, they'll develop, and so I, you know, that that's that's definitely a question for for an NBA exec and 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 
you know, it's it's all about uh, it's all about profits at that level. As where I deal with young men, and I'm it's all for me. It's all about their well-being and making sure that they're taken care of. Boy, at that NBA level, Sonny, you know the deal. Especially especially professional, yep. anything professional, it's money's going to be the bottom line on that. So if they think it's profitable, they'll get it done. Uh, and if they don't think it's profitable, then then they'll steer clear of it. But uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting to definitely watch in the future. Now, just one more question, and we'll let you go, because along that level, you have, there's a lot of places where guys can go to get uh, get work. One's at Dallas Diesel and that uh, program and those teams that are along there. Let people know a little bit about that, because I saw some of the players, they actually go to these teams and things like that within this little league uh, for a lot of the prep kids that are, are, are trying to just get more experience. Well, yeah, you know, you know, and I've and I've heard about that, but it, but it, to me, I haven't I haven't researched it or I haven't gotten into it. For me, our guys coming out of our guys coming out of Rowlett, uh, you know, they're fortunate enough to be seeking uh, that education, and they're fortunate enough to be seeking uh, that free education. And and so so our mantra there at the school, our culture there at the school is, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that we get a young man graduated one, and then two. Uh, if, if, if it's plausible for him to play basketball at the next level, uh, then we want to make sure an education comes with it because uh, it, regardless of how good you are, uh, this game has a shelf life. Your body has a shelf life. And so we want to make sure that education, we want to make sure that the education is, is, is there. So this, you know, the, the, the LeVar Ball League and the Dallas Diesel and, and anything that would be considered semi-pro, uh, you know that's that's absolutely uh, admirable. If that's the route somebody needs to go, then then absolutely. All, all of us in this game of basketball have had different pathways and different routes uh, that we've taken to get where we need to be, and so there there wouldn't be a knock on that at all. But like I said, fortunate enough for me, I get to encompass the education in there when we talk about the schools that are recruiting these young men and 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 the value of that education. And so you know that's to be honest, uh, that's 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 solely what what I get to focus on, and I'm really glad about that. Because, because although I love the game of basketball, I, I value education highly, uh, and, and so it's good to be able to to, to, to send our kids out there into that uh, into that world, uh, uh, searching their education as well. He is the head coach of the 2018-2019 Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball team. Like to thank him for his time here on the pregame show, as well as we're going to put bits and pieces in the halftime show here for the Rowlett Eagles varsity football games. I appreciate the time, and uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get out. I know I'll be able to get out in sometime in December. I'm hoping to be able to get out in some of these November games. So I look forward to speaking with you. I'll let you know when I hit it and make, a, make it out to one of them or so. Much appreciate all the work that you do, Sonny. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you having me on. And that was the head coach of your Raleigh Eagles varsity basketball team, Jason Bush, again entering into his sixth season, over 100 victories for him as he is the head coach of this uh, basketball squad. Congratulations on that accomplishment. 20-game winner average, that's fantastic, uh, especially for a guy who just steps in and tried to fill the shoes of Stan Blackman. Now, that having been said, let me give you an idea 
idea what's going to happen regarding scheduling for the Rowlett Eagles, okay? Um, first of all, let's talk about their record. They are 5-5, five and five, unfortunately, on the season. Um, I'm not going to go through the um, all the games that they played, but I will tell you they had a great showing in the Highland Park tournament that happened as they started off with a victory against... Uh, HSAA, the blue team. They have two different teams over there. Uh, the Dallas HSAA blue team. They got the victory 78 to 48 uh, in the first round of that uh, tournament. Then in the second round, they took on North Forney. Got a good victory there, 75 to 55, to move into the third round. And they got a victory against Wakeland out of Frisco, Texas, 50 to 44. And unfortunately, they did drop the champion game of that tournament against Highland Park, 72-62. to But a good showing in their first tournament of the season, and you got to like what they have done so far. Good victory against Plano East as well, a victory 72-66 to for them, and then against North Garland, 70-56, to and that was in the first round of the Curtis Caldwell uh, uh, Invitational, and then um, unfortunately they took a loss against North North Garland. So that's where we are right now as your Raleigh Eagles are taking on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets here tonight. So that's as far as this as far as the games are concerned and what's going on, that's where they are. As far as our coverage, let me just give you an idea. The Raleigh Eagles, um, we cover them in starting in January. For me to do this in December, it's actually extra games for our sponsors as well as Sonny trying to get his cadence back for basketball as he's been calling football. So he tries to get his cadence back for basketball in December. So games that will be covered for the Raleigh Eagles. It will be obviously tonight's game against Rockwall. And then, unfortunately, we're going we're, we're not going to promise the league game. We're going to try to make it to the league game on Friday over at Rowlett High School. If we can make it to that, we will. I can't promise that one because of my schedule. But we will cover the Richardson game on December 14th as they take on Richardson at Rowlett High School. If you remember last year, that was our first game that we called for Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball. It went into triple overtime, and unfortunately, the Rowlett Eagles lost that game. I remember that like it was yesterday. And then uh, the Rowlett Eagles will be taking on South Garland on the 21st, and I will cover that game that happens over at Rowlett High School. As far as the In-N-Out Holiday Invitational, that may be a little bit hard because of the fact that it's a tournament, because of the times and days that they will be in action. But their first game is on the 27th against Dickinson uh, in the In-N-Out uh, Burger Holiday Invitational. I may or may not be able to cover any games from that. I am not sure. I will keep you updated. But we start off in January where we kick it off as the Rowlett Eagles will be at Wiley taking on Wiley High School. Um, and that game happens at 745 on the 2nd of January. Then on the 4th, the Rowlett Eagles at Rowlett High School taking on the Garland Owls. And then on the 8th, at Lakeview Centennial High School, 
taking on the Patriots. Then the game that unfortunately I have to miss due to a business trip that I take every year in January at around this time. The January 11th game against the Saxe Mustangs at Raleigh High School. I will not be calling that game as I will be out of town on a business trip. So I wanted to just give you a heads up on that and then we come back on the 15th on Tuesday. We'll be back in action for the rest of the season for Raleigh Eagles Varsity Basketball. So that's where we are. That's what we're covering. Keep you up to date on everything that's going on all Rowlett Eagles Varsity Basketball and Football as we move into, again, our seventh season here on the Couch Potato Sports Show covering Rowlett Eagles Varsity Basketball. That's going to do it for us here on the pregame show. We'll get an idea of what we're going to see out on the basketball court here tonight as the Rowlett Eagles take on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets live from Rockwall High School. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.